Business owners are cluing into the fact that Bitcoin is here to stay, but its adoption is only about where internet adoption was in the mid-90s. In other words, there's still a ton of upside and opportunity. If you want to learn how other business owners and entrepreneurs are using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses so that you can too, stick around at the end of this episode to hear the trailer for my newest podcast, Business Bitcoinization. And now, on to today's episode. You're listening to the Life as Leadership podcast. Are you looking for motivation and encouragement on your path to becoming a better leader? If so, you've come to the right place. Keep listening to find a community of leaders committed to learning and taking action to improve their world. The Life as Leadership podcast, where leaders gather to grow together. Here's your host, Josh Friedemann. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the podcast. Today, we're going to be discussing Monday's interview with John O'Bacon, where we discuss the importance of developing a community that extends beyond those who just work at your organization or work on your team. He has written about this in a book that's coming out on November 12th entitled People Powered, How Communities Can Supercharge Your Business, Brand, and Teams. Now, joining me back in studio to discuss Monday's interview are my friends and fellow leaders, Thomas Tubby and Jonathan Bethay. So what did you guys think about Monday's interview with Jono? And, you know, it was a great interview. It was very interesting because I think that topic applies to so many companies, but then it's not really something you think about in terms of somebody actually using that as a company's strategy. Yeah, especially I think if you do it well. If you do it well, it doesn't feel forced. And so just like any good community, you're not really thinking about it. But it's when a brand does it poorly or when a company does it poorly that you really notice it and it becomes awkward and strange and unnatural. Yeah, it feels so organic when a company does it well. Yeah, I feel like companies have a real focus on the product they're trying to push out. You know, like, because that's what makes you the money is like, does this, is this product good? Is it going to sell that sometimes you miss the community aspect? Like you said, sometimes it's just you do the community well organically, so it just comes naturally. But sometimes people don't focus on it at all because they're so focused on whatever product they're going after. Yeah, I think there's a balance there because one thing that will probably come up uh, more in this conversation today, although I don't quite know how it's going to unfold as usual, is that when you focus on quality, quality is going to come out. You know, it, And I, I think there's something to that. Then again, if you're so focused on a product and you're not really paying attention to what your customer wants and needs, then you're probably going to miss out on some positive stuff because... The truth is people don't just want products. Now, when they're thinking about you and your organization, your brand, they may just be thinking about what you can provide them. But the truth is people want more than just tangible things. And if you can become the person or the organization that provides them something deeper and do that in a meaningful way, then that's going to be really good for you and what you're trying to do in the world. You know, Josh, something else that really stood out in my mind as I was listening to this podcast was back on Monday when I mentioned GORUCK. I just thought over and over about how much I've enjoyed being part of the GORUCK community. And uh, not only during the events when I'm working with the the guys and, and girls around me, but really just on a day-to-day basis, staying in touch with those people. And uh, so it, it really it just brought that back to mind over and over about how much I enjoyed that and how much it kept me engaged. Yeah. So one of the things I'm wondering about that, and I'm going to get to you in just a second, Thomas, but Jonathan, do you feel like you've ever been able to provide something meaningful to that community? Yes. On occasions, uh, there have been times that 
I've been able to provide some sort of information. Uh, but then also a lot of times it's just to uh, provide some sort of entertainment or, you know, just stay up to date with what's going on or sure. provide some encouragement. A lot of people, because it's a very military-themed organization, there's also a lot of police officers, firefighters, and they'll post things like fundraisers for a, an injured uh, firefighter or a, you know, a soldier who uh, may have had something occur overseas or whatever it may be, uh, raising money for families, things like that. And so, uh, yeah, there's, there's a lot of, there is the information side, but a lot of it is more of the, uh, the emotional support, I guess, if, yeah, if you might say that. Yeah. So Thomas, you would kind of mention a couple groups you're a part of. Do you feel like you've been able to provide meaningful input or ideas or just been a meaningful part of those communities? Yeah, I think there's different opportunities. I know i I actually thought about a different one from the ones I mentioned on Monday. Okay, uh, there's an online community through an app called Reverb, and they basically sell you sell used and mint uh, guitars on this app, and it's a way for people to connect, like and you know talk about their guitars, and you can provide feedback. Like if you purchase the product, you you know the guitar, you can say like what you liked about it, the sounds, how it feels, that sort of thing. So I've been able to like you know give give reviews and that sort of thing. I think that's ways that people do that. Um, on online forums is you know they because that's what we really want we know what other other people's experience with the product like you know the tangible things like the little things that companies don't think to mention but we all know you know about a product and that you would you would want to know before you purchase something so yeah i think having those opportunities i've been able to do yeah anytime you can figure out how to bring people together who are passionate about the same things there's going to be something good that comes out of it and place like reverb.com like People are there to buy things, but the truth is you also have plenty of really positive interactions and communication happening between individuals that are passionate about the same types of things. And so when you're looking to buy an instrument or buy some sort of musical gear in the future, then you're going to be thinking reverb because of those positive experiences. Absolutely. So it's not necessarily like a community community, but at the same time, it creates that the, the positive feelings and you know that there are people who care about the same things that you care about there yes yeah so when you think of other organizations or brands that have strong communities maybe not ones that you're a part of but just organizations that have a strong uh, identity that is also connected to a, a broader community what brands come to mind I immediately the first thought was uh, chick-fil-a you know they, they've done a great job of branding themselves as a company that you know is very friendly uh, they're always going to say you know it's my pleasure to serve you you know like they they've branded themselves really well and uh, I, I think it speaks a lot because personally, I believe their food isn't necessarily any better than okay, anybody else's okay, food. Okay. And I'm going to get shot for that. But, the, you know, the, it's the really the quality of the experience when you go. And that's a they've done a great job of, like, making sure what they provide is good, the product, and also that the community they build is very good. That's, that was a company I thought of yeah, right off sure. the bat. The company that I thought of was actually one that Jono mentioned, which was YouTube. Okay. And that is because not only do they have a community, but their community literally creates their product. So they wouldn't have a product without their community. Uh, and then other community members or customers go on YouTube to consume the product that other customers have created. So it's, it's very uh, community-driven 
For sure. And so one that comes to mind for me is a, a much smaller brand, but just like a lot of small brands that have a, a strong identity, they tend to have a strong community. It's called Saddleback Leather. And they're one of those brands that I've had my eye on their products for a long time. Like they sell top notch, like leather bags and, and other leather materials. The problem is they're like, you know, six, seven hundred dollars. And so it's one of those things that you got to, you know, save up for a while and make sure you're in the right spot. But a cool thing about their brand is, you know, they have a strong story. But one of the cool things about their brand is that they have a 100 year warranty for all of their their leather materials. And so like that, that breeds some sort of confidence and a sense of quality that a lot of people who care about quality are okay with being a part of. And once you make a purchase that has that high of a price, then you're going to want to stay connected to that brand. And so I think there's something really uh, smart about that. Uh, make sure you produce quality and don't be afraid to make people pay for quality because once they do, they're going to be connected to what you're doing. Another thing that Jono mentioned was, I think it was called Fractal Audio and just how people wanted to be a part and provide even um content back to the community, helping to develop the product and helping to provide other users with a better experience. Like the community is actually enriching the brand. And I thought that was a really cool thing. And then the final one that, that came to mind for me was the men's clothing brand Chubbies. And uh, <laughs> usually that's a brand that has uh, strong opinions either way, but it's hard to deny that they had a community. I haven't heard about them much in, in like the last year or so, but I feel like at least a they few do. years ago, yeah, they have a, they have a strong community of uh, raving fans. And so for better or for worse, they've definitely developed that community. Yes, absolutely. So part of the interview I really enjoyed, I was when Jono mentioned that you should really the first thing you have to do, the first step is know your value. And yep. that's an important part of it. My question uh, kind of stems from that. Uh, there's something I, uh, I did, I learned during school and I, I didn't major in marketing or anything, but it's something I learned about inbound marketing. Okay. And it's called a SWOT analysis. Yeah. So yeah, basically yeah. Uh, it stands for strengths, weaknesses, opportunities, and threats. And we have to be aware of all of those things when we're kind of figuring out how do I fit into this community I'm in to provide the best quality of things, you know, whatever I'm selling, like, how am I going to do this? Well, um, so as a leader, how do we use our strengths to our advantage and how do we minimize the effect of our weaknesses based off of that? Well, I think the best way to maximize your strengths, especially if you're talking about building a community, is that kind of the focus yeah, of your question? That's good, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Then what I would say is make sure that you are attracting the type of people that are the type of people you want in your community. Like the tr- the truth is you have a certain group of people that you're trying to market to, whether it's, you know, a young crowd, an older crowd, a crowd that's interested in sporting activities or whatever else, like you have a target market. So make sure that you are able to attract those types of people because the likelihood that you're able to build a strong community greatly increases when you're actually reaching your target market. And I th- I think then what I would say in response is the opposite to minimize your weaknesses, which is don't try to to cast your shadow everywhere. Don't try to be the everything brand. Uh, make sure that you are reaching out to the people that you want to reach to, reaching that that target market, and then that you're not necessarily trying to be everyone's favorite because then you really lose some of your identity in the process. I think so as well, and I think that a big part of being a company that has a strong community 
is to be a company that has a very specific niche or niche. Uh, Which is it? You got to decide now, man. <laughs> decide now. I'm going to go with niche. I'll go with niche. So, yeah, I think the more specific, actually, the stronger the community is going to be. Uh, for example, this this brand that sells six, $700 leather goods has a very small community, but it's much stronger than, say, Walmart's online community because <laughs> Walmart is, is designed to sell a lot of things to a lot of people. And so they, they lose their niche there. So actually that brings up a question that we were just, we kind of briefly joked about before we started recording, but I think it's a question that's maybe worth bringing up. That is what is a brand community or, or a product community that you wouldn't want to be part of? Like you wouldn't want to be identified with that community. Well, we were joking earlier that, you know, there's, there's certain products like that companies sell that you're not necessarily going to get on online forums and talk about and like be behind. And I just mentioned toilet paper, you know, like I'm not going to get on a Charmin, you know, online forum and talk about their toilet paper. (laughs) So that's one thing I thought of. Anything, Jonathan? Yeah. You know, uh, I'll admit to something here. Uh, (laughs) Be careful. (laughs) This is going far and wide, man. This is going worldwide. I, I do enjoy rock climbing and, uh, camping, hiking, things of that nature. And so uh, I've been called crunchy. I've been called a granola by many people. Um, I I guess I would be hesitant to get onto an online forum where where it is all a bunch of hippies and mm. you know talking about how they uh, slept in the woods for you know a week with with uh, three pounds of of mat you know equipment or whatever but despite the fact that you're probably one of the people that i could first identify someone who would most likely do that i feel like <laughs> i feel like that wouldn't be too far off base for you in this in the right situation no comment that's fair it's it's worth thinking about like yeah um even if you use a product or you're you, you enjoy something, sometimes you don't really uh, fit into a community. And, and, and uh, there's some interesting dynamics there that are probably a little bit too far off topic for us to really focus on today. But that, that is an interesting dynamic. And especially if you're a leader thinking about, um, are there people that we could connect well with that uh, may not automatically or naturally seem like a perfect fit for our target market for sure and there's some complexity there that i probably need to think about a little bit more i don't want to get too far into that because i haven't really thought through that but that's an interesting point that you raise you know that's uh that's interesting i go back to goruck i'll probably refer back to goruck quite a bit uh with this this podcast but i mentioned earlier that there's a lot of military firefighters police officers uh, a lot of CrossFitters, you know, all, all these different types of people on in the GORUCK community. But there's also a lot of people that you would n- never imagine were in the GORUCK community, you know, people that are overweight or, you know, recovering from, from injuries or diseases or uh, house moms, yeah. you know, who don't work outside of the home. Uh, but, you know, there's some incredible... Uh, people when it comes to to carrying weight you know, for long for long distances. <laughs> that is, that is so, the metric of an impressive person. There right? you go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, when it comes to a Goruk event, I mean, it really is. I've seen uh, in one of my events, we started with 35 people and uh, we ended with 30 people. And the, the four or five ladies that started 
uh, were still there at the end. So there, there were several guys who were incredibly fit and they just weren't mentally strong. They ended up dropping out. Mm. And these, these ladies who somewhere were, uh, you know, 130 pounds, you know, five foot something, and they were carrying 80 pound sandbags, you know, with, with, uh, 30 pounds of, of weight on their back in addition to that, you know, and, and doing it for 12 hours, you know, they start at 9 PM and go to 9 AM the next morning. And, and those, you know, some of the people who you would think would not fit in, in the go community are some of the strongest members. And I realize this goes basically straight in the face of the conversation we just had about making sure that you hit your specific target audience. So I'm just going to let that um, dissonance rest here, and you can think about it on your own and figure out what it looks like for your organization, for your team, and for your people, and the community you want to build. But I think that's a really relevant and valuable point right there. So another thing is, when it comes to developing community, whether it's uh, part of a brand or otherwise, why do people shy away from that? I think it's the fear of rejection that we all have uh, from the most successful people, you know, to down to the people who just do, you know, like uh, Jono would put it, just do the work. Yeah. Um, we all fear rejection in some way, and I, th- I feel like that's a big barrier for a lot of people. And um, just probably just fear, too, uh, of that are maybe my what I'm offering is not going to be what people want, even though I think it works well, you know, how is that going to take with other people? And that kind of, I guess that kind of goes with rejection too. But I feel like that's probably a big barrier for a lot of people with community building. I've heard it said before that if you can find one person who's interested in your product or service, it means there's probably someone else out there too. Mm-hmm. So especially for people who are starting out, there's going to be people out there. Just find that first person, you know, make sure that it's something that, a human wants. And then, uh, once, once you've tested it that way, know that there are others out there. Sometimes it takes a little while to find them, but they're out there. Yes. But I think you're totally right. Like the fear of rejection and putting something out to the world and then no one biting, then that can be really difficult. The truth is though, usually it takes a long time to build something and what looks like overnight success usually isn't. There's been yeah. a lot of work behind it. And a lot of people have been interested in whatever you're offering or whatever you're doing for a while. And all of a sudden you're able to develop something that you've been working on for a while and it can begin to blossom, but it takes more time probably than what you think it's going to take. And I think you have to trust that whatever you're doing has quality. Like you have to, that, I feel like you have to ensure that with yeah, yourself first. Sure. This is quality and I know it's quality. And like you said, it just takes time. That's where maybe that would come in. Like I just need to have patience because I know what I have is good. I just have to wait for the right opportunity to come along that it, you know, for that first bite, like you said. Yeah, um, for sure. So just a little bit of patience might be important too. There are three reasons that really stuck out to me as to why most people don't build community, at least intentionally. Uh, the first one really does go back to what you said, Thomas, about uh, quality. And that is that if you don't produce a quality product, then people aren't going to say good things about it and you're not going to want to hear those things. So the first thing would be that you have to create a product that is the best, at least the very best that you can create or the best that's out there. Uh, the second reason is that most people don't understand human nature very much. Mm-hmm. One thing that Jono talked about was how a lot of companies, they create a community forum and they find the value in it, but it they find the value for their own company. They don't find the value in that community form for the customer. Hmm. And so 
that right off the bat, it shows a lack of, of awareness to human nature, you know, that they don't, aren't even aware of the needs of the customer or what makes the customer feel valued, what, what really engages the customer. And so I think that that lack of awareness to human nature, uh, is a big reason. The third reason is vulnerability. And it kind of goes back also to the quality aspect of it in that you really need to be vulnerable in order for your community to feel like they have a part, like they, they're uh, valued within the community. Back to Goruk again, you know, the the founder, Jason, he publishes yearly kind of a state of Goruk uh, newsletter, and, and he's very candid, very open about, you know, how well the company is doing financially, how many events they've done, uh, just all the things that are going on, as well as the ideas they're mulling over for the future fairly soon, but then also like, you know, the next two or three years out. And so they're very vulnerable. It it makes the community feel like they've really got insight into what's going on and, and makes them feel valued. There's something I wanted to build off of what Jonathan said too. Um, and that was something that, that uh, Jono mentioned that I really liked was that there has to be kind of like this two-way communication between the organization and the customer. It can't be just one way because customers really want that direct contact with the company. And this is where he, I think he talked about, where Dono talked about the company managers. You can't just hire a company manager, expect them to be the only one that fosters community. Yeah. Everybody in the organization has to want to foster community and be active in doing that to the point where it becomes a fundamental part of the organization. And so I really enjoyed him talking about that and giving the customers a voice. Cause as soon as you give somebody a voice and a purpose in the company, they're, they're going to automatically become more committed to the company, which they're in is going to foster more community. Yeah. One of the things that Jono said was that the, the customer or the community member is coming to this community or coming to this brand, this organization thinking a couple different things. First of all, do you understand what success looks like for me? And the second thing is, can you enable it? Can you make that success happen? So they want to know, can you help me get where I want to go? And I don't think that a lot of brands think that way. So if, if you have a brand who's trying to create a community, what do you think the tendency is for that brand or that organization to be thinking instead of how can I help my customer? What do they tend to think? How can my customer help me? Uh, yeah. <laughs> What's yeah. going to make me the most money? Yeah. I mean, yeah. It's, it's usually selfish driven, I feel like. When when you kind of take the view, obviously there's got to be a bottom line. You do have, you know, you got to meet your goals as an organization to pay bills and that sort of thing to run the company. But once you kind of take the focus off of that and you focus on quality and you focus on the quality of the community, I feel like some of those things take care of themselves as you go. You know, like... You obviously have to pulse, have a pulse on the financial side of things, but don't become so focused on and be so selfish to that that you miss the community part. Yeah, because I think that a lot of quality brands that have strong communities benefit from those communities, but they don't they don't profit first from the community probably. What they do is they build a community and then they create people who are super excited about the brand or about the organization. And all of a sudden, they are some of the best marketers 
and representatives of that brand. And for those who want to hear a little bit more on this topic, go back to episode 19 where we had Pat Flynn. He was talking about his new book at the time, Superfans, and it might provide some interesting insight for you. If you like what you've heard today, definitely go check out John O'Bacon's book, People Powered, How Communities Can Supercharge Your Business, Brand, and Teams. So let's go ahead and get to our key takeaways for the day. Jonathan, what are some things that you would like to leave the listeners with? Yeah, the three key takeaways I had were do quality. Uh, The second was community equals commitment and retention. And then the third one was every day uh, you've got to earn your position. That was a big thing. Thomas, how about you? Yeah, uh, one of them was actually the one Jonathan said too, was community equals uh, commitment and retention. Another one, I had a few that just kind of came to mind. There weren't necessarily anything that Jono said specifically, but it's things that made me think of other things. I liked how he brought up uh, The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People uh, by Stephen Covey. I really like that book too. And one thing he talks about in that book a lot is interdependence rather than independence and how that's a more important quality than independence. Because um, when we interdepend on each other and we work together, we can do bigger things than just trying to be independent and do things on our own. Uh, so that was one thing. And that, I feel like that goes with community building. That's all what community is about is yep. interdependence. So great things happen when we build community and For have sure. interdependence. And then just a practical thing is that learning people's names is a great way to foster community. And then kindness goes a long way uh, to building that community. Good words. Yeah. And my three are, first of all, when building community, make sure that everyone in your organization or on your team is involved in that process. And that's something that you just talked about, Thomas. The second thing is build a community that earns you a browser tab in people's lives. I really love that phrase that Jono shared in his interview. Make sure that you have a community that earns a browser tab in your customers' lives. And then finally, understand what success looks like for those who want to be in your community or that you want to be in your community. Make sure that you know what success looks like for them and convince them that you are able to help them get there. Well, Jonathan, Thomas, thank you so much for joining the podcast this week. Thank you, Josh. Yeah, thanks for having us, Josh. Thanks for joining the show this week. I hope you learned something new and feel more prepared to take leadership in your own life to the next level. If you found this content valuable and would like to help out the podcast, here are three things you can do. One, subscribe to the podcast so you'll get new episodes each week as they come out. Two, share this episode with someone you think could benefit from it. And three, give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes or wherever else you listen to podcasts. All three of these actions will help to make it easier for others to find us and join the community. You can never have too many good leaders, right? Until next time, keep living and leading well. Hey, thanks for checking out this trailer for the Business Bitcoinization Show. My name is Josh Friedemann, and I'll be with you each episode interviewing business owners about how they're using Bitcoin to enrich their lives and grow their businesses. You might be wondering about the name, and I'll get to that in just a second. But first, let me tell you a little bit more about the show and who it's for. Unless you've lived under a rock for the last decade, you've heard of Bitcoin by now. And if you're like me, you heard about it a while ago, but didn't do anything about it until the last couple of years. Then one day, for whatever reason, it finally clicks. And after that, you enter the Bitcoin rabbit hole, as they say. And the deeper you get, the more you see the value of Bitcoin. But you know, maybe you're not there yet. Maybe you don't know much about Bitcoin, but are interested in learning more. Either way, this show can help you. Each episode will introduce you to an executive or entrepreneur who's using Bitcoin, the hardest money on planet Earth, to improve their life and their business. 
So, what's with the name? Well, it's a play on the term hyper-Bitcoinization, which is used to describe the eventual rapid adoption of Bitcoin as other currencies get weaker and weaker in relation to it. When you compare a seemingly never-ending supply of dollars to a hard cap of 21 million Bitcoin that will ever exist, it feels like only a matter of time until hyper-Bitcoinization happens. The good news is we have the opportunity to be on the front lines of creating a new and frankly better system. Whether you're already sold on Bitcoin and it feels like I'm preaching to the choir, or you're curious to learn more, business Bitcoinization will help you understand how you and your business can be prepared to take advantage of the massive productivity and wealth that Bitcoin will enable. If business Bitcoinization sounds like a show for you, go ahead and subscribe. Obviously, you can subscribe in whatever podcast app you're using right now, or go to www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. Once again, that's www.bizbitshow.com slash listen. I'm looking forward to sharing more soon, and until then, keep living and leading wealth.